This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circa. So, Mike, it's time to open the gates for Circa Million, and Circa Survivor is not here yet. Oh, well, I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Okay. Yes, well, waiting we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we will hear from Mike Palm in just a bit. But, uh, Joe, uh, any any fun uh, survivor stories or anything while we wait? Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to the changes. I've got a million questions uh, for Mike. They've uh, tweaked this contest year year over year, and uh, I, he's actually on the horn now. So uh, I'm curious uh, what they've changed this year and, and kind of the lessons uh, they've learned over the last couple. Go ahead, bring, bring him in, Ed. He's there. Yeah, okay. Uh, joining us now, Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circa. So uh, time to open the gates for Circa Million, Circa Survivor. Uh, what's new for the contest this year? Uh, well, the two headlines are obviously that the guarantees went up. Last year, we did uh, 6 million survivors, 6 million in the millions. Uh, we got 6,100 in Survivor, but we fell short in the millions uh, just shy of 4,700. We're going to maintain the $6 million guarantee in the millions, but we're upping the survivor guarantee to $8 million. So a total of $14 million in guarantees. And then the other headline is that uh, the number of max entries has increased in both previous years, three entries max, $1,000 a piece in the millions. We're going up to five max this year. And in survivor, Previously, six entries max per contestant at a thousand each. This year, we're going up to ten. So, ten entries in Survivor, five in the millions. All right, Mike. So, uh, what you guys have done with the guarantee, and, and if memory serves, uh, based on the number of entries last year, it was almost identical. But you boost the guaranteed, uh, you boost the the max entries for the Survivor. It certainly seems like uh, you guys feel strongly. Look, Survivor's the big one here. Uh, ATS contests are great. A lot of people have them, and, and I know you're very proud of what you've done with the millions, but uh, people seem to, to know you more for the Survivor, and just the growth of this one, uh, it, it seems like it's going to lap the millions, huh? Yeah, I, you know, they're two different contests. There's a lot of things that are great about the millions. Obviously, the quarterlies, uh, you got to, you know, you can get hot for four or five weeks. You can take home a lot of money. We give away 300,000 each quarter between first through fifth and and then last place uh, in each quarter is 25,000 with first being 150. Um, But I think people tend to view it as the one contest has more pro or semi-pro players, five picks against the spreads. You know, five's a lot. Sometimes you you come up with two or three a week and you got to press down to get to five. Um, 
Survivor's more of like an everyman contest where, you know, a roofing salesman wanted, a guy that sells memorabilia. I mean, it is, it's like the everyman stories every year of who ends up making it to the end in Survivor, whereas time in and time out, you know, I know the Millions winner were a group of four guys from Detroit last year, but it tends to repeat the guys that do well in, 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 the, in the against the spread contest as opposed to lightning in a bottle with a Survivor. Yes, even our show. We've participated in Survivor two years in a row. We are 0 for 2, Mike. So as a show, could you maybe uh, give us some unique strategies that we should try to adopt uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, I think there might be as many strategies as there are players, Aaron. It's just, um, <laughs> you know, Derek, Derek always talks about, you know, his, 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 his uh, you know, theory or do you work backwards i mean do you start do you start in week 17 and um try to work your way backwards through the schedule um mm -hmm. do you start with those two unique weeks obviously the schedule makers helped us out by putting the three day three games on christmas day that monday so that's its own unique week as well as thanksgiving with the black friday game so you have a four game week and a three game week do you start there and then and then work from there um, do you use your double or, or triple? I guess you could have a quintuple option this year with 10. You could put five on one team and five on another in the same game. Um, some people, like my, my former partner, Amal Shaw, you know, he doesn't play division games. He doesn't play road teams. He has, a you know, a set of rules until, you know, maybe when you get to the end, you have to break one of those rules. So it, it's hard to say, you know. I mean, there was such carnage. Early on last year, so many people were eliminated within the last three weeks and sort of looked like an anomaly. And then we had that period of seven weeks where hardly anybody got eliminated, and then there was carnage again. I mean, it's just, you know, you have to sort of uh, tiptoe through the raindrops sometimes. Yeah, I love that approach in terms of uh, avoiding division games just because they tend to be lower scoring and you have familiarity and all those things. So that that makes a ton of sense. Walk me through uh, the decision-making when it comes to a maximum of 10 entries per person for Survivor. Is it something where you feel like the clientele wants the top prize or is it something where they're more comfortable with, say, a likelier possibility of splitting you know, some of the big ones? I think, you know, there, there's a lot of philosophies to it. I think, you know, when, if you can get beyond, you know, week 12, week 13, when you get down to under 200 folks left, I mean, you start monetizing, I think, your entries. People say hedging. I don't like the word hedging because it has a negative connotation. I like to say monetizing. But we mm -hmm. saw there were 368 people that did the max six last year. A lot of them brought friends, family, their mailman out, you know, to try to get more entries and sort of, a, you know, I, I call them corporations, but it's, it's really one person. And because you're limited to six, now you've got to fly different people out to Las Vegas because, uh, you know, you must be present to enter in Nevada. So I think opening it up to 10 gives people more opportunities if they want to get, you know, if, you know, I got, a guy did 30 last year. He had to bring four other people out to five people do six. So, it gives more people opportunities. Plus, I think guys that did one last year and got knocked out are, are saying, you know, what if I did two or three? Guys that did three, oh, I wish I had a few more. There's such a FOMO of this thing when you get knocked out, and, and it's almost a depression that you're not in it anymore, that people want to, you know, maximize the amount of time at least they can stay in the contest and get some bang for their buck. 
Well, and uh, let's talk about the results, how it went last year. Uh, one of the reasons that, you know, I'm not excited as I used to be with the ATS contest. You mentioned the pros earlier in our conversation, and you're right. The rate at which you have to hit to win some big-time money or to even cash. I had an experience uh, years back when I did one of these uh, Vegas contests, and I hit 60%, and I still didn't cash. And I know 60%, you're not even getting – I don't think you're coming close. Uh, what was that cash line last year? And also on the Survivor, um, yes, 18 weeks, but there are 20 picks. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? Because I, I remember a couple of years ago uh, you had the, the – was it 17 or 18 picks, whatever it was at the time, and uh, there were a bunch of people tied. How did that play out this past season? This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, so we'll start with the, the first question about, you know, your your percentage to win. You know, the more people we get in, obviously, the law of big numbers, the higher the percentage is going to normally need to be to cash. Normally, and when you're getting, you know, 4,500, 5,000 people in a contest, the winner is looking somewhere in a low 70% range over all the weeks of the year. So, that I mean, that's that's very, very hard to do. And I believe the cash line last year was around 63%. So that's 100th place. Um, you know, I think I was looking 50th this year is 12,000. So still significant 12 to 1 return on your money uh, to finish in the top 50. Uh, and then the survivor question, yeah, we get to 20 picks because of 18 weeks. When we first started out, it was 18 um, because you had a 16 – a game schedule with plus the buy. So you had 17 weeks and we included Thanksgiving. Uh, then when they went to 17 with the buy, you had 18 weeks and we created two separate weeks with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, so sort of the holidays. So those are standalone weeks where you have to pick a winner out of the, it's now four games because they've added the black Friday game with Miami and, and the jets. So we grouped that in with the three Thanksgiving games. So you've got to pick a winner out of that set of four and then come back that Sunday, Monday and pick a winner as well. And then on Christmas week, it's, you know, you pick the Thursday, the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday group, you have to pick a winner. And then Christmas Monday on its own, they lined up that triple header 
so you got to pick a winner out of those three games too. So you have to save the six teams that play on Christmas, Christmas Day, and you have to save, you know, the eight teams that play on Thanksgiving or Black Friday. You've got to have some strategy because if you used all six of those teams when you get to Christmas Day, you're still in, but you used all six, you're out because you must pick a winner on Christmas Day. So a lot of people work their strategy from the holidays and then go back. Mike, last year in Survivor, I remember there was a lot of early chaos. Was that one of the craziest seasons in terms of how bumpy it was in the beginning? Or have you seen something like that before? How does that sort of go, you know, in terms of a lot of people getting knocked out early? Yeah, you know, it was the most chaos we'd seen in the Survivor uh, to that point, which was the third season of it. Um, The first year... um, we had, uh, I believe it was 1,300 entries, and 35 people made it all the way through. So it's pretty stable. And they split the pot. It was uh, like 68,000 each. The next year, it ended up five people made it through uh, with the 4,000 entries. Five people made it through, and they split uh, and got uh, one, 1.2 million each. And then this, this last year, it ended up there were three people going into the last week, and one of them had chosen – the Colts, who got upset by the Houston Texans, who didn't didn't need to win that game. I mean, we all saw the, the chain of motions that set in effect with the draft and everything. Um, and ended up two people split it last year. They got $3 million each. Last year, I mean, I think wow. I think we had half the field out by week three. It was, you know, when you're, you the top two or three consensus picks are getting knocked out early in the year, uh, weeks two and three were just – Incredible. I remember the first year, a lot of people had, I think, 32% of the field had the Colts at Jacksonville, and they lost. So the week one of the very first year, a third went out, but then it was relatively stable the rest of the way. Last year was the most chaotic we've seen, and who knows what's going to happen this year. Hmm, Colts-Jaguars. That sounds like a division game to me. Gee, the, the carnage uh, really comes back to that. It, it goes full circle, doesn't it? Uh, it, it is uh, interesting when I'm looking at, say, uh, the million contest. Uh, you do have a last place booby prize, and you have a second to last place uh, booby prize. Uh, is it something where uh, you could actually find ways uh, to sort of maximize that market as well and perhaps strategize for that? Well, it's interesting because, yeah, 100000 for the worst overall record season long and 50000 for the second worst. We call it half a booby prize. Um, it, it's interesting <laughs> when you go back and you talk to the people that won that. At what point did they decide to start going for, for the bottom, right? Because obviously there's a lot more places that pay at the top. Um, but at what point in the season when, you, you know, is it week three and you're, you know, four and or week four and you're four and 16 or week three and you're, two and 13 and you say, ah, screw it. Now I'm going to try to pick losers. Remember, it's just as hard to pick losers as it is to pick winners. It's interesting quarterly as well. We give away a $25,000 prize each quarter for the worst record. I think that's a little easier to decide, you know, if somebody starts out 0 and 5 in a quarter, there's very little chance they're going to finish in the top five. So you can start directing yourself that way pretty early on. Um, Remember, you have to submit your picks every week. If you don't submit your picks one week you're ineligible for the season-long prize booby prize and you'd be ineligible for the the booby prize in that quarter as well so it's actually losing picks not i didn't pick so i get zero points (laughs) i'm glad you went there i've run my share of pools over the years and, and i still do on a much smaller scale but blows my mind mike people that enter pools they pay they register 
they're good to go. Week one, never make a pick. Or you're making a run, middle of the year, you're down to the final 50. Oh, I didn't get my pick in. What are uh, some of your favorite excuses you've heard? Well, it's, it's ridiculous. And poor Jeff Benson, who's our, our, our operations director. So many of you guys know Jeff. He's he's active in the scene and on Twitter, obviously. But, you know, they call him up at now it's 4 o'clock. It used to be 3 p.m. Pacific to get your picks in on Saturday. Now it's 4 p.m. But, you know, they call him at 4.02 and 4.05 and 4.11 with, you know, every excuse in the world and my phone wouldn't load and I had trouble with the app. And it, the, the one guy I felt bad for, he had made it through week 12 in the second year. And I think they were down to 30 or so entries. And he just said, I fell asleep. He's, he was a guy that worked graveyard shift and he set his alarm for whatever, two or three o'clock and he slept through his alarm. There's, there's literally nothing we can do. There's nothing Jeff can do. Once that hour hits, the, the, the system, the software locks you out. We can't manually enter a pick, and nor would we want to. You know, we're not getting into exceptions of what's reasonable and what isn't. But, uh, you know, it's – but they get so mad at Jeff. They call Jeff everything but a white man. It's, it's, it's outrageous how angry they get and the way they abuse him. Uh, you know, week one is always the biggest week, you know, of, of people that don't put their picks in because maybe they, you know, registered today in May and – some people forget about it or life gets in the way or they die or they're in jail or where they just forget. But there's always the number we always set. How many people won't get their, won't get their pick in, uh, won't get their pick in week one. And it's, you know, usually somewhere between 10 and 30. Uh, Mike, one more for you. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, it's been a long, long wait, but this certainly looks like it's going to happen. I'm in Illinois. People here are excited. Uh, will Circus Sports be in Illinois for football season? Yeah, we hope we have kickoff of, of college even. We're targeting second week of August. There's uh, two issues a little bit on our side with tech to make sure our tech is is, is submitted by and approved by Illinois and then Full House still waiting for their, their full licensure so that they can uh, bring us on as a sports partner. But we're, we're hopeful for, for mid-August. Good deal. Best of luck this year with the contest. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circa. Thank you so much. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we actually play nickel or dime right here on the BetQL Network.